Sat Nam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. Hmm. Satnam. The tides of the earth are caused by the gravitational pull of the moon. When in a, to <clears throat> in a total eclipse, you have the sun and the moon aligning exactly, the sun dramatically amplifies the gravitational pull for the tides of the earth. Your body is at least 70% water. Your brain is at least 90% water. What happens when the sun and the moon exactly align not only affects the tides on the earth, it affects the tides in your body. And every one of these microtides is contained within the cells of your body. And so a total solar eclipse, unlike the lunar eclipse in which the earth sits between the sun and the moon, the total solar eclipse is a phenomenon that shifts the way in which the gravity has pulled the water in your body, which changes the tension, pressure, stress, and friction of every cell. Tension, pressure, stress, and friction in the cells of your body are what causes the piezoelectric charge. Anytime there's an electricity present, there's a magnetism present. And so what basically happened yesterday for everyone on this earth is that we had a reboot. And what happens when you have a reboot is that you can either fill up the blank space with old familiarities or you can fill up the blank space with new unfamiliarities. Those new unfamiliarities will want to be in some way connected to your concentration, to your commitment. And so this morning's class is about resetting our bio, our human biocomputer. Hmm? And these are the words of Yogi Bhajan. He used to talk about computers before there were computers, other than just those punch card IBM mechanisms, right? And so resetting the human biocomputer is about creating intentional tension, pressure, stress, and friction, which we can do, obviously, through our uh, asanas, through our postures. Also, by charging 
these new angles using pranayama, using the breath. And also by opening up this really old memory which is in the reticular formation, the medulla and the pons at the, at the very primitive portion of your brain through chanting. That's what all of the ah is about when you're chanting, is about reestablishing that really old instinctual behavior. One of the things that you will find in the days following, in the weeks following a total eclipse of the sun, is that you will find these incredible memories of old postures, old habits, old attitudes, old perspectives, because what your system is striving for is some semblance of familiarity. So all of those things which you have been working very hard on to overcome are going to be coming over <laughs> and going, are you sure you wanted to get rid of me? Are you sure you don't want to be that person that we used to, we used to hang together, you know? We were such pals. Hmm? And so what you want to do without offending it, because the moment you offend an old habit, the old habit sticks. And it's not about, it's not about attitude, it's about dynamics. It's just about the physical nature the dynamic nature of being offensive and offended. And so one of the things that we are going to do is we're going to do an 11-minute chanting this morning um, to really clear this reticular formation so that we can have a perspective that is unfamiliar but comfortable. Because usually unfamiliarity is uncomfortable. And what we do here is we become comfortable in the discomfort. And what we have going on at this time is not really a blank slate, but we have a somewhat blanked slate. And that's why we want to take advantage of it rather than it becoming a disadvantage. You work very hard to exit your commotions, even though they still are present in every moment. The commotional part of this standing wave of time, which creates your moments, which produces your memory, which produces your anticipation, which creates the illusion of time passing. It's always been said that time is an illusion. And then over the last 300 years, they've said time is money. So by default, money must be an illusion. <laughs> Tell that to everybody that you had to drive through this morning to get to class. Because almost everybody is at some part of their day working to accumulate the illusion hmm? in order to pay for those bills, which are also an illusion. Right? But if you stop the illusion inside yourself, what you end up with is become a victim of the illusion. Hmm? Because the illusion is what's called a collective conscious 
attitude. So even though it's an illusion, nearly everyone on earth is in agreement that it exists and that it's an important component. And so you may be completely in touch with the cosmos, but out of touch with everyone that you're existing with. And that's why Lord Krishna said to Arjuna that not only do you have to come into this life to apply your cosmic evolution, your cosmic incarnation, but you have to come into this life in order to exist within the collective karmas. And so it's the combination. The collective karmas are attached to your body. Your cosmic awareness are attached to your spirit. And life is spirit in body. And so life is a combination of the two. And this is why throughout history, the highly spiritual beings would vacate life in the body. They would become what's called renunciates, which means that they would renounce anything that had to do with the body. They would eat very little, they would sleep very little, they would associate very little, they would have no deep intimate relationships, they would do nothing according to the body, which Guru Nanak said 500 years ago is no longer the application of life. Now the application of life is to live in a balance between your spirit and your physical, not to ignore. But then if you look around the world, you see that we're on a planet which is completely dedicated to the body and is truly ignoring spirit. And so our task is not to be the polarity of that. Our task is to be a slight similarity of that in order to create a connection between our life and those lives which are being lived in, and I say this not in its demeaning sense, but in its just pure observing sense, lives of ignorance. Because ignorance is just ignoring. It isn't not knowing, it isn't not having, it's just ignoring that which you know and that which you have. And so for the majority of humanity, living in ignorance, they are just ignoring the aspect of spirit and dedicating themselves to body. And now we have it being played out on a global stage in really, really profound terms where so much out of balance with focus on human body that we are disrupting the actual body of the earth. So here we had an eclipse, which gives us an opportunity for a reboot, which gives us an opportunity to completely fall apart or completely gain advantage from the moment. So that's what our class is going to be about this morning. So you overcome your commotions, which are your your chaos and your sensation of calamity and your sensation of, of dire conditions. And you, after that, you come into this, what's called cold depression, this state of being lost. And suicides are at an all-time high. And so that means that tremendous amounts of people 
are in this opportunity. And what they need when they're in this opportunity is guidance. Guidance to be able to work with what are called the dark emotions. Anger, rage, jealousy, fear, doubt. All of these dark emotions have tremendous value. But if you don't use them, they use you. And when these dark emotions are using you, then you feel completely engulfed and trapped in them. And as you're moving up through these dark emotions, you have to learn from that motion. Don't say, I want to get rid of my rage, I want to get rid of my anger. That's like saying, I want to get rid of water. You're not going to do it, right? What is it they say? You're trying to empty the ocean with a teaspoon? Hmm? Not a good chance of that ever taking place, right? Because look at it even if you had a large teaspoon. You would take the water from the ocean, you would put it on the land, because you don't have any other place to put it. You can't put it on the moon. So you would put it on the land, it would seep down through the ground, come into the rivers and come back into the ocean, or it would evaporate up off the ground, fall in rain and end up back in the ocean. Right? So it's a, it's, a, it's a complete impossibility. So you learning how to come through your dark emotions and then teaching others how to come through those dark emotions. And don't be a victim of dark emotions. When you're a victim of dark emotions, it means that you become extremely discouraged, extremely disappointed. And believe me, the days right after a solar eclipse are perfect opportunities to be disappointed. Perfect opportunities to be discouraged. I got my um, uh, disappointment um, completely turned around when I actually first had my in-person conversation with Yogi Bhajan. I walked up to he and somebody else and it was a birthday party and it was a Pisces birthday party and the guy and it was a guy and it was a Pisces and I walked up to the two of them, um, Jules Buccieri uh, who owned the shop that we were all having our yoga classes at and Yogi Bhajan and I walked up proudly and I said, I'm a Pisces too. And he looked at me in a kind of a scowling way and he said, oh, another Pisces man. They'd walk a mile to get their feelings hurt. This isn't just Pisces men. I think I'm not telling you anything new. We would all walk a mile to get our feelings hurt. Because when we get our feelings hurt, we feel an association with our feelings. We not only feel an association with our feelings, but if we express this to other people, we have an opportunity for sympathy. And sympathy quenches our thirst for relationship. And it becomes, ultimately becomes a bit of an addiction. And so we have to really be disciplined to not want sympathy. And once we don't want sympathy, it opens up our capacity to be empathic. It opens up our opportunity to have empathy. The sympathy-empathy component is an, interesting, um, is an interesting coin because it's two sides of that same coin. So once we have released our need to be discouraged and disappointed in these dark emotions, 
our life, our time wave, which occurs in every moment, comes to open up in what are called the determinations. You become determined. You're no longer in chaos and commotion. You're no longer being a victim of your dark emotions. And all of a sudden you become determined to achieve, determined to enable your success. And as you become more and more and more determined to enable your success, what ends up happening is you end up near this top portion and the top portion of determination is when you're very accurate. You've been so determined over a long enough period of time that you become accurate. And in that accuracy, you begin to have certainty. Once you begin to have certainty, nothing goes wrong. You do it, you do it right, it happens perfectly, and all of a sudden you're completely bored. There's always this polarity within every moment. And so in that certainty that you've been using determination, you feel bored and in that boredom you want some variety. Well, what's the variety of certainty? Uncertainty. How are you going to, uh, you've, you've worked your way up through the backside of the wave. I mean, you've been pulling hard. You've been working hard to get up into that certainty. And all of a sudden, you need a little variety, so you want some uncertainty. Uncertainty is over here. It's called excitement. And the flip side of the excitement coin is anxiety. And you go, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And then, boom, boom, right back into commotion. And you're going, oh, and it kind of feels good for a little while. It's like a free fall. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're right back down into cold depression. And you're going, hmm, did it again. Did it again. How many have ever had a did it again moment in life? Yeah, we've all had a did it again moment in life. Yesterday, probably. <laughs> or this morning. I had one this morning on my way here. You know, it's like, really? You're really going to think that guy in front of me shouldn't have done that? He already did it. <laughs> and yours shouldn't have done that. Doesn't change anything out there, does it? You just better get back on the wheel, huh? And, and, and be, be, be very conscious because he might do it again. <laughs> so awareness is better than disappointment. Hmm? So once we get up here into this certainty and into this boredom, we have to just sit in this, sit in this, be calm in the calm. And what you end up with by being calm in the calm is another thing that we're going to work on in today's class, and that is our physical balance. Because we don't learn to physically balance. We admit that we are balanced. And when we are out of balance, we are arguing with that admission. Because the whole cosmos in the material spectrum 
is in a state of perfect balance. And when we admit that that is the fact, we join that fact with our own electromagnetic gathering of selves. Now, you can be even more profound in that admission today because we've just followed a total eclipse of the sun. And this electromagnetic nature of your collection of cells which make up your body, you have a human program, a human algorithm that has collected the cells of your body. We have an opportunity just after an eclipse to really accelerate that electromagnetic intention. Begin to shed some of those lesser components. Begin to shed your need to be stimulated by dark emotions. Begin to shed your need to be entertained by commotion. Why is the world so entertained by the U.S. government right now? Because it's chaos. It's the same reason that reality shows are so popular. Because they are programmed chaos. Programmed competition, which creates disappointment and discouragement and chaos and victory and all of these components which are not humane. They're not even human. They are just animalistic. And so once you get into that balanced state, then you can lean into your devotions. Yogi Bhajan used to say, happiness is our birthright. And happiness is a devotion. Joy is extreme happiness, is a devotion. Love is a devotion. Inspiration is a devotion. Now the thing about devotions is that they actually have no object. They simply are. We live, we live in an ocean of ease, joy, knowing, and liberation. Mix in there inspiration, love, happiness, ease, joy, knowing, and liberation. That is the ocean in which we dwell. When we release all of these other components of our moment, that's what's left. What's left is what is. So when you get rid of all of those things which you are using in your life to try to create your individuality, you end up in this ocean, and it's going to rhyme, and I'm not trying to be cute. You're going to end up in this ocean of devotion with an attitude of gratitude, right? So that was purposeful. But you end up in this ocean of devotion which is always there. It's always there. You would not exist as a living entity if it wasn't there because that ocean of devotion is what nourishes life. 
at a quantum level, at a subatomic level, a submolecular level, a subcellular level, this <coughs> devotion is what, as Yogi Bhajan would say, is what rotates the cosmos. It's what creates the frequency, the vibration that is always there. Just following a full, total solar eclipse, the gateway to this ocean is open. Because you don't have so much of your noise, or what we are now calling noise sense. Noise sense is a combination of nonsense and noise, right? Noise sense, that which goes on to try to defend yourself from that ocean. Because in that ocean, you are vulnerable. And if you don't feel safe, vulnerability produces fear. But let's just be bold. Let's just be courageous. Let's just come from the heart brain. Kur. Courage. Aj is time. Kur is heart. Courage is time of the heart. Let's come from the heart brain. Courage. Let's come from the gut brain. Connection. Let's come from these equal brains to the head brain, which is analysis. The head brain analyzes. If you come into relationship, the last thing you want to do early in a relationship is analyze. You want to connect boldly. Because if you don't connect boldly, there's nothing to analyze except your history. And this is another thing that this eclipse has given us an opportunity. It's an opportunity to release history. The inner self is going to be scrambling to recollect history. And you will find over these next days, you will find moments when you have sensations that you haven't had for years, maybe even decades. I had a good one this morning that I hadn't felt literally for decades. And I went, ah, there it is. I've been looking for you for 30 years. <laughs> Obviously, I just found you. But let me work with you now in a different way. Because those old attitudes within a new consciousness can be pure energy. And that pure energy, even though it feels like it's going in a direction that is not with you, can be used tactfully to tack and use. Just like that guy who did that thing in front of me driving to class this morning. I can use that information. Or as my wife says, slow down a little bit. 
So well spoken. Now that I look at it in hindsight, <laughs> in the moment, <laughs> it was well spoken. So what we're going to start with today is we want to we just create some flexibility in the body and give this post-total eclipse an opportunity to, to build this new familiarity out of... So we won't use this door today since we're filming. We'll do everything through that door. Um, filming and broadcasting. So we will use this opportunity to impose our commitment onto the moments coming up through these days and weeks to come. And our commitment is that which we have been working with. So a blank slate can not only be disastrous, but it can be the greatest opportunity available. And we're going to turn it into that greatest opportunity. Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more. All the classes can be found now on gurusing.teachable.com. There's going to be long-form classes available there, 30-minute long yoga classes with Kriya. There's also what is called a Kundalini Recharge. It's a brief lecture about something like depression or gratitude or achievement or partnering or success and it'll be a lecture with a pranayama breathing exercise and a single asana that you can just jump into during the day and then it'll round out with an affirmation or meditation and these will be like 11 minutes and then there are also going to be audio files which are guided 11 minute meditations which you can listen to and that's all within gurusing.com satnam